Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. I'm John Alois, and I'm joined by Sean Degenhart. Holly Jolly. And our Jolly John, Redling Shaver. <laughs> Get out from underneath the mistletoe, Alois. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Well, we hope you're having a jolly season. <laughs> we are as well. Make sure that you follow us on social media. You can uh, rate and review us if you're listening yeah, to us on certain out. podcast platforms. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss one of these Pick things. up our magazine at the Jewels, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Email us at podcast at com. He's re-recording this. No. Oh, this thing's getting <laughs> completely <laughs> melted. Complete gold. Uh, we like to start things off with our Disney views, and we thought we would maybe not talk about Disney up front here. Some of our favorite holiday traditions. We'll go around the room, and who are we going to start with? We'll start with Sean. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Believe it or not, I am Mr. Tradition when it comes to Christmas. Um, even to the point of I take pictures around the house at the end of Christmas to know exactly where all the decorations go. Oh, wow. Just to save time for the next year. Okay. Um, just this year, today, you know, before we recorded this, we had just bought a new tree. So we'd had a nine foot and we needed something a little bigger because more ornaments. And so we bought a new 10 foot tree, a little wider, a little taller. And I told Anna I'm a little worried about decorating it because I even have a certain place on the tree where ornaments go. Oh, wow. So really? there's, I always look, you know, I oh, have goodness. an ornament. I can't wait to sneak in and move some things around. <laughs> oh. You better lock your doors, man. When our Standard girls when our anyway. girls were little, Anne had to keep reminding me that, you know, they should They're be able children. to help, you know, decorate <laughs> the tree. Wow, but I figured man. out quickly, if you put a Christmas special on TV, then their focus immediately goes to that. But anyway, you know, so I have a certain ornament. It needs to sit in this part of the tree wow. so it'll be it'll be challenging this year i'll let you know how that all so came is out. this a tradition or this is an analysis in psychology <laughs> I, i'm I, potato potato <laughs> somewhat fair on that analysis so, yes. no um we you know our christmas season starts off with multiple concerts um that we're participating right. in directing going to attend um once we get past the first week of december i like to just totally shut down and we've got christmas movies that mm. are on rotation mm. Um, going to see. Do you have to watch them in the same order at the same time? Oh, he's already yeah. taking pictures of them. John, <laughs> come on. <laughs> he doesn't even watch them. He just looks at the photos. There are certain <laughs> programs that I watch certain you know times sure. of the year. Christmas Eve is always a certain show in the morning. Um, and then we will you know wow. like to go to the reindeer farm and go to oh, yeah. the Festival of Lights Very in East cool. Peoria and lots do, of things like do that. Do you publish the schedule, the itinerary, so everybody remembers? I feel a lot is of pressure. Is it like a Disney trip? Possibly. <laughs> a spreadsheet. You will sit in the couch and on the couch and watch this at 8.15 p.m. I'll tell you what was great is last year, Anne and Claire and Eliza were on the band trip to Florida the week right. of Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. So I got to do everything exactly how I wanted it. Whew. You know. Now, did these traditions carry over from your childhood, or do you? My mom was pretty traditional, and you know, she even told us when before we started dating, my brother and I. She said the first question you ask before you even start dating a girl is when does her family celebrate Christmas? 
And if it's Christmas Eve, you move on to the next one. Oh, wow. She was joking. But, you know, we're, I mean, we're dyed in the wool. This is what you do on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day. And it's just how it works. Wow. John's looking at me, so apparently it's my turn. Sure. Go ahead. I think the fact that we don't have that structure is not an insult at you, but thanks to the kids' schedules or hours, our main tradition is being together in some way, shape, or form. So it's not a play on words here. One year we may be in Florida. One year we may be in southern Indiana visiting my wife's extended family. One year we may do a short trip to my mom's, then up to the suburbs, to my in-laws. The key to us is that time together. We've often said that Christmas is the day that we're all together. There have been instances with my wife and her two sisters that we're not even gathering with the in-laws until February. Mm -hmm. We actually did Christmas with the extended family of Southern Indiana in August this year. Hmm. We do it when we can. And the tradition is that we celebrate Christmas when we can and we have fun, whether we're sitting along the pool at Old Key West or... (laughs) that was a good Christmas as far as I was concerned, um, or actually sitting in our home um, with the power out because of ice snapping the power lines, which was one year too. So that's our tradition is just to be together. Has anything carried over from your childhood? Uh, actually, I mean, yes. The the idea of the traditional trimmings of, of the stockings, the food and all that, I mean, it's just... It's something that we may do um, with the fact that we have a lot of bodies, a lot of family. We're very blessed to have, and we try to carry on just the idea of being together, and you you make do. I remember even as a kid, we would sometimes have Christmas, usually on Christmas Day, um, and maybe open a gift or two on Christmas Eve before going to church. We still try to do that once in a while uh, as a family of six here this generation, but in the end, it's still the idea of being together. Yeah, that's wonderful. We, um, you know, my wife grew up two and a half hours from here where we live, and I grew up two and a half hours from here in the opposite direction. So um, unfortunately, you know, we we don't get to see my family very often. Uh, I'm an only child. So my cousins all have, you know, a thousand children. And they're all spread PD, out. Pete, Polly, and Marie. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> the Irish side, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so Seamus and those guys, yeah. <laughs> they're all spread out all over the place. Um, it, I will say, sometimes it gets a little bit difficult not being able to see those, all of those folks. But we do live with modern technology, and we're able to FaceTime and things like that. Our tradition, we, we do watch the Disney parade every Christmas day mm-hmm. that's on, but we don't go anywhere. We try to we try to visit with the in-laws uh, before or sometimes the week, you know, between Christmas and New Year's. If we're going to see my family, we try to see them, you know, sometime in December or early January. But on Christmas Day, we do not leave the house. And it is our time for the four of us to be together. And same thing like with you, you know, it's, it's where you are. So that's our tradition. And it did not it wasn't like that where I was when I grew up. I mean, we had huge Christmases, mm-hmm. and um, but uh, you know, I miss some of that. But 
I wouldn't trade our Christmas day for anything. I mean, it, it's, it's wonderful for us. As far as ornaments, um, I get my own tree downstairs <laughs> and I get to put on whatever ornaments I want. And there are probably four or five that make it on the tree every single year. And then I switch a lot of them Is out. Is that the one so. I saw in the bathroom behind the shower curtain? <laughs> <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to hear what some of your traditions are. You can share them via email at podcast at the Okay, um, growing up, we always spent the night at my maternal grandparents' house on Christmas Eve, and we would have a Christmas dinner and open presents wow. and spend the night in cousins and, you know, packed house, and it was great. And then Christmas morning, we wake up, and Santa knew that we had spent the night there because that's what we always did. But one year, there was a free preview of the Disney Channel, and I turned it on early in the morning, and I saw a program. I was probably eight or nine years old, um, so this would have been about 40 years ago. Saw this beautiful program called The Small One. I had not seen it before. It was heart-wrenching. I mean, it's a crier. and refuses to watch it with me even today. <laughs> but The Small One was a Christmas short uh, released in December of 1978, so this year celebrating its 45th anniversary and it um, opened a re-release of Pinocchio. It was in theaters at the time. Huh. Um, it was directed by Don Bluth, um, produced by Don Bluth and Ron Miller, uh, written by Vance Jerry, Pete Young, all-star cast. We'll get into them a little bit more. But the story is, you know, a young boy on a farm in Nazareth and he's best friends with an old donkey that's not pulling its weight around the farm. His dad asks him to take him to town to sell it. The boy is crushed because, you know, this is the only friend the boy has, and they go through town trying to find um, buyers that will take care of him, and, you know, he ends up at the Tanners, and he ends up, you know, on a horse auction, and finally, when he's just depressed, destitute, sitting on the street because he can't find a buyer, a very gentle hand reaches out and it says he's looking for a donkey. I'm getting goosebumps now, even talking about it, hearing the voices. Um, and it's Joseph looking for a donkey for Mary to ride to Bethlehem. And so the small one, which is the name of the donkey, you know, the boy watches as Joseph and Mary head off out of town with the star following. And beautiful score, um, songs written by Don Bluth and Robert Bruner. Really? Yes, that was his first, that was his like debut as a songwriter. I Don had Bluth no wrote, idea. I believe it was the lyrics wow. um, for huh. that. Lots of humor. Um, the small one was voiced by Clarence Nash of Donald Duck fame, and he also did um, some of the other donkeys. The boy, who's not named other than the boy, was Sean Marshall, who played Pete in Pete's Dragon. Mm. The father was Olin Soule, who was the voice of Batman in the animated Super Friends mm -hmm. series, and also um, he played John Masters in the Andy Griffith show. Uh, the choir director. The three merchants um, were voiced by the Mellow Men, who we know, of course, from Haunted Mansion and other Disney park attractions. Um, the auctioneer, voiced by Hal Smith, who Disney legend mm -hmm. and played Otis um, in the Andy Griffith show. William Woodson was the tanner. He was the narrator for the Super Friends. He was the one that said, <laughs> meanwhile, back at the Hall of oh, Justice. Right. Yeah. He was one of them. Yes. I think Ted Knight he was, was one. Yeah, he yeah. was the second one yeah. that came on in the later 70s. It was um, Ted Knight. It's yeah. easy to grin. Yes. That Ted Knight? <laughs> yes. All right. Um, Joseph was actually voiced by Gordon Jump from WKRP in oh. Cincinnati, and he was the Maytag man in the Maytag commercials. 
Thurl Ravenscroft was the potter, and Ken Sansom was the baker. Ken Sansom was the voice of Rabbit in the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh that came out in the late 80s. Mm, okay. um, it is on Disney+. Plus. It is just charming. We love it. Like I said, Anne won't watch it with me, but um, when you hear that melody, small one, small one, don't look so blue. It's all about finding his purpose, and you know, even though this donkey has outlived his usefulness and you know, serves a great purpose in getting Jesus and Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. So where is this on your spreadsheet, Oh Christmas, Sean? Where, where are we supposed to watch this? It's only 26 minutes, okay. so it's a, you can squeeze it in in between some of the features. Yeah, but I want to know when you watch it. When is it set so I can watch it at the same time? It's usually... I'll call you. We'll, call, we'll FaceTime. I'll have the hot cocoa ready. I, it's usually later December, like okay. 18th or after. All right. I, I will make that promise. Okay. Right, 18th or thereafter. You've heard it here. <laughs> Don Bluth uh, went on to make uh, what were some of the f- more famous films that he worked on? He American did American Tale. He did American Tale. He did my favorite was The Secret of Nim. He did um, Anastasia in nineteen eighty seven, nineteen ninety seven rather. Um, so talented artist who ended up leaving Disney. He was a, a tremendous storyteller, and I had no idea that he wrote some of the lyrics for some of the music for this wonderful film, and it it. It looks like a Don Bluth movie. Yes, it's, it does. It, it has shadowing and uh, in 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 the animation and the colors pop and uh, it's, there's wonderful voice talent and and well acted as well. So he left the studio the next year in '79 to form Don Bluth Productions. Yeah. Also on Disney Plus, there's some new uh, holiday shows on there as well. The Santa Clauses, the second season. This is the Tim Allen vehicle uh, he did three movies prior to last year's debut of the santa claus the uh, sh- the series um for this season scott names cal the next santa and looks to turn christmas into a family business so you've got that to look forward to i haven't watched any of these yet uh, there's a brand new movie called dashing through the snow a good-hearted man who has lost his faith in Christmas befriends a mysterious character named Nick. And then, of course, there's all the classics, The Muppet Christmas Carol, which oh, is don't even get me started. one of Sean's all-time favorites. Speaking of Christmas carols, I enjoy, I know it's, I'm in the minority possibly. No, oh. um, that's not on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh. But A yeah. Christmas Carol, um, the Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey version. Love that. Yeah. It's very it's good. fantastic. It's very People good. don't like the motion capture animation. They think it's a little creepy. We saw it in 3D, and that I was did too. trippy. Yeah. 2009. It's supposed That's to be- that old? Wow. It's supposed to be closest to the original mm-hmm. text yeah. as well. You've got Mickey Saves Christmas. you got Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas, plus all the shorts. Um Pluto's Christmas That's tree. A, yeah, favorite. Yeah, we watch that every year. Um, Even some of the early, the Santa's silly symphony workshop. area. Yeah, Santa's workshop. Yep. Um, it was the night before Christmas, which I think they showed one of those as like studio Christmas party every year. Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Okay, huh. very cool. Um, the newer shorts from Our Family to Yours, The Gift. That one's a little emotional. There's a few of those on there as well from the last couple of years. The Prep and Landing series, all three of those are on there. Plus, they have holiday episodes from old Disney Channel shows and network shows. So not only 
uh, shows like what Hannah Montana, but you've got uh, Home. Does she have a Christmas special? I don't know, oh. but you've got Home Improvement on there as well. Raven's Home actually is one of those shows. Um, all the Home Alones are there. All seventeen of them, or however many there are, well, they fall off the cliff really quickly. <laughs> we watched also, them last Christmas. There's also a uh, section, uh, a Hanukkah episodes section on Disney Plus as well, and all the Simpsons Christmas shows. So, lots to choose from on Disney Plus. All right, so I'm going to carry us through the winter, and I cannot believe it is the 10 year anniversary of the movie Frozen. Mm. Now, to capitalize on that small success the disney company decided that the world of frozen should open at hong kong disneyland and it opened well not too long ago i think within the last week or two now the hong kong disneyland website i can't even bring myself to say this phrase let it go like never before i just gotta <laughs> all right so step into a world unlike anything you've ever seen a place where you can explore believe and be part of the frozen story the world's first and largest frozen themed land World of Frozen is now open. Now, from what I've seen and, and read, Hong Kong Disneyland, which is not technically on the main island, it's on a nearby island, is set amongst beautiful green hills, somewhat mountainy. What they have done is built Arendelle within, hmm. the, I mean, the film set, right? For, for lack of a better term, because the mountains form the background with the mm -hmm. castle in the foreground. So you have Arendelle with a series of familiar names, familiar rides, and then also some new tidbits. So Frozen Ever After, which we've read, which we've ridden in Epcot, you can do the same thing in Hong Kong now. Apparently, the you know, the the characters at Epcot have that projection face. Mm -hmm. Apparently, that's been kind of pushed to the side with even better technology at this ride. In, Is it in not Hong projection? Kong. It's not projection. Oh. So I, I it's more I'm, traditional? It, it is with Anima, animatron animatronics. Correct, correct. So uh, I do look forward to watching the video of that. You have wandering Oaken's sliding sleighs, which mm -hmm. careful as you say that. Uh, they welcome visitors to Arendelle from all over the world, where Oaken has constructed a family-friendly carnival coaster behind his trading post that zooms through the rugged and picturesque landscape of Arendelle Forest. You also have a playhouse in the woods where the royal sisters step forth, and into your midst you'll witness. Anna and Elsa and a novel and engaging theatrical experience. Hmm. Then you also have Arendellian. I now know what they're called. <laughs> Arendellian gifts and accessories, TikTok toys and collectibles, flavors of Arendelle where you can eat at a restaurant, the Golden Crocus Inn. I've already seen some pictures of beautiful uh, meat and potato type uh, hmm. places, or you know, as far as Hong Kong would go. Northern Delights, the oldest sweet shops in Arendelle. And if you've ever wanted to stay in Royal Arendellian style at one of the, the hotels there, you can decorate your room for a slight upcharge, <laughs> uh, including uh, Olaf uh, stuffed plush toys and everything uh, invading your room. So, How this, many attractions? Uh, that's at least two main attractions. The play would be a th not really an attraction. Um, the playhouse? The the. the Right, where there's the show, right? Oh, okay. Uh, right, so right, yeah. um, at least three new things to do, the restaurant, the chocolate shop, mm -hmm. Oaken's Trading Post. So you, you've got stuff to do. And, and, and for one of these parks, especially Hong Kong, which I think kind of loses out to Tokyo and Shanghai so much, I think that's a really neat um, opportunity for that park to shine. So thinking about themed lands... Uh, based on one property, 
I think of Cars Land, and it sounds a lot more like Cars Land and less like Galaxy's Edge, where there's a continual story throughout. This feels like bunch of different stories they're not following a certain timeline or anything like that no it, it looks to me that you're just dropped into arendelle and yeah. you go roaming around okay yeah yeah it looks phenomenal i uh, can't wait to see some of that technology uh come to the united states parks um with other properties besides star wars and uh yeah looks great since this is the last time the three of us will be together for 2023 yeah. all right 2023, gents, here and gone. Seems like in a blink of an eye. It's been a real treat, sometimes more stressful than others, but uh, always a privilege to share the microphone and table with y'all. I would echo those sentiments as well. It's been a great year. We do have one more episode for the season, and I'll save my thank yous for there so that I don't cry. In 14 <laughs> subparts. Before we let you go, since I'm the only one here who has seen Wish with his family, I want to say if you're a huge Disney fan, I think you'll love it. It is a dedication to all Disney fans. Also, can't end this episode without saying happy anniversary to my lovely bride. Happy anniversary, Jolie. Make sure you follow us on social media. Email us at podcast at the Hyperion Hub.com. Wherever you're listening to us, please rate and review so more people find the show and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Till next week, have a great one, everyone. We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at the Hyperion Hub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub.